Welcome to the Avanti Woman Podcast. With each episode, each conversation, we aim to empower, connect, and build women to move forward, feel confident, and thrive in healthcare, finance, entrepreneurship, and philanthropy. We're glad you're here. Hello to all the beautiful women out there and everyone else listening in. I'm Nairi, your host, here with my colleague, co-host Sarah Sitak, and welcome to the Avanti Woman podcast. Today, we talk about the all-exciting topic, women and entrepreneurship. And what better expert to talk to than serial entrepreneur and coach, founder of Catalyst Coaching Solutions, Rayana Starr an award-winning strategic business coach who's also certified in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, and timeline therapy. With a degree in psychology, Rayana has coached thousands of entrepreneurs and real estate investors for 22 years. Rayana has started up several of her own businesses and bootstrapped them to six to seven figures all on her own efforts and coached hundreds of entrepreneurs to do the same. She's passionate about sharing her own experience in business and real estate to empower women entrepreneurs to succeed by leveraging proven processes and systems, technology, and other people's time and talent so you can do less and achieve more. She believes in working smarter, not harder, and inspires other women business owners to face their fears, fail forward, and learn and grow as you take action to build the life of your dreams. Rihanna focuses on empowering your mindset, developing habits and routines centered on revenue generating activities, and then providing support and accountability to help you succeed. She's not only crazy smart, she's also quite interesting. Rihanna lived in Mexico for four years before moving across the country to find her happily ever after home in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. She's an animal and nature lover and a proud dog mom with a huge heart who has rescued hundreds of dogs in her lifetime and at one point even owned a pet sitting and dog boarding business. Welcome, Rihanna. We're so excited to have you on the show so you can share your expertise in entrepreneurship. Welcome. Welcome, Rihanna. Nari, Nari, I really appreciate the introduction. That was very sweet of you. You sneaked in some of your own words. I I I like that. (laughs) I did. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Rihanna. We're so excited. I'm excited, too. It's so excited to reconnect with you in, what was it, 2016 to now? So we met at the Allison Maslin Entrepreneurship event in San Diego, right? It was like soul sistership at the, at the first, at first sight. Uh, Rihanna was very um, bubbly and outspoken and she was the center of attention during that uh, event. Well, well, she's going to be the same at this podcast. Absolutely. You are the center of attention. Tell, let's get started. I mean, uh, tell us about uh, entrepreneurship and, and um, yeah, go ahead. What is an entrepreneur? Tell us about the science of entrepreneurship, Brianna. 
Well, there's a really good book I'd like to recommend everybody read, and, and it's a quick read. It's something you could gobble up in a weekend, and it's a book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And what I like about that book, and it's very inspiring to read if you're just starting out or you've been struggling a little bit, uh, please read that book by Michael Gerber, The E-Myth. The and, E-Myth. Yeah, and what it is is The Entrepreneurial Myth. And okay. what it is, is we serve three roles as entrepreneurs. We're the technician or the worker bee who mm -hmm. makes the product or delivers the service. And then we move into that manager role where you start to duplicate yourself and you set up processes and systems to make things run better. And then ultimately the entrepreneur role in the business is the visionary who keeps the manager and the technician busy and is looking at where do we steer the ship? Where are we going next? You need all three roles in a business. A lot of times when people learn about this, they think that there's something wrong with being the technician. Or, uh, But you need all three because if you haven't mastered your craft and you're not delivering the good quality product or service, mm -hmm. then the rest doesn't matter. Right. But here's what happens, especially with women entrepreneurs, they get stuck in being a solopreneur slave mm -hmm. and they suffer from the wonder woman complex. What do I mean by that? You're trying to be all things to all people. You're trying to be the perfect woman, wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, boss, and on and on and on. And in society in the last few decades, a lot of pressure has been put on women mm -hmm. to just keep up. And we have to be better than men to be paid mm -hmm. the same. And even that's not a guarantee if you're in a corporate environment, if you're in your own business, great. But it's, we always think we have to do all the helping and we forget to get help, get support and that you don't have to kill yourself. And I have, you know, so it's, it's really about you can, as an entrepreneur, get further faster and easier by leveraging technology and other people's time and talent. And I think a lot of women either don't think they deserve to invest or they think because they don't have a lot of money, they, they, they can't invest in their business. And I want to say, you can't afford not to. Mm -hmm. You have to invest in your business because when you invest in a coach or mentors or experts, whatever it is, a marketing expert or someone who does the sales for you, or whatever it is, it actually gets you there faster. Absolutely. When, when you're trying to save a dollar, uh, you know, you know, save a dime by spending a dollar of your time, it doesn't make sense. Right. That's true. That's Absolutely. true. Well, yeah, go ahead, Sarah. No, uh, I was just going to say, why don't we get started? What want, what made you want to follow the science of entrepreneur? Or what made you want to become an entrepreneur yourself? Well, my number one value is freedom. Mm -hmm. And yes. I have gone We can back attest to that. Yeah, I've gone back and forth and in working in corporate environments to learn, to grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I eventually get to a point where it's like, I got to go, you know, <laughs> because I'll have ideas. I'm a problem solver. I'm able to see gaps and problems and um, find solutions. And 
it's frustrating when you're that kind of creative thinker and you have to have someone's permission or you don't have enough credibility or just some peon. So they're not interested in your ideas. When I'm the boss lady, I have this thing my COO, Michael, gave me. Oh, I love it. it what says, does it say? I'm not I'm bossy. Not bossy. I, I am, am the, the boss. boss. That's and right. It says girl boss on the back. It's on my desk. And I laugh at that because he and I struggled for a while. I call him my partner, but I'm really the boss. And where things started to really shift and flow better for us is when we both just acknowledge, look, we're not partners. You're the boss. It's going to work better if you are the boss. And he's like, give me my box to operate in. Mm -hmm. Give me the timeline you need me to get things done. I will feel empowered. And it just works better when you're the boss. Mm -hmm. And probably a few years ago, I would have been like defensive about that. But I, I was smiling and going, well, yeah. Yeah. It does work better when I'm the boss. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. It's very interesting. I have a hard time actually being called boss, you know, in my company. Yeah. I, I like to be, and I don't know what is the right thing, but just intrinsically, I like to be part of the team as a leader. Democratic. And yeah. I am. I'm not a dominating boss, but yeah. it's more just a term of how we were relating to each other. Right, right. You right. Know? Now, here's another one that's kind of a cool thing. It's a little paperweight that I got from a girlfriend whose wedding I was in eons ago. And it says, Queen, a woman sovereign, having eminence and supremacy over loyal subjects who adore her or else. I love that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So, no, so I, I, have, I have a question, Rayana. So yeah. does someone become an entrepreneur I mean, can you learn to become an entrepreneur or are you really born with that intrinsic God-given talent? Can, can I just say, I think that's a very good point because I think that's one of the myths, right? Yeah. So Rihanna, I would love for you to share your expertise on that because okay. when, I, when, when, yeah. whenever we, this subject comes up among us ladies, you know, some always say, well, I don't have that skill. I don't know. It's not in me. So what are you, the expert, Rayana? what do you say? <laughs> I crack up when you keep calling me the expert, but I, <laughs> um, so I have kind of a, a, a double answer. Okay. So mm. I think there are people that are born as entrepreneurs that, that that spirit, uh, like things you need as an entrepreneur, you need to have a good, strong work ethic and be mm -hmm. self-driven mm -hmm. and be able to set your own structure and schedule and follow through and honor and have a strong level of integrity and accountability mm -hmm. with yourself. Like for example, um, and I wouldn't say overall that I would relate to myself or people that know me as a disciplined person, although maybe some people do because I don't always see myself clearly. But when I want something bad enough, I'm very determined. Mm -hmm. So determination is my form of discipline. It trumps discipline and it empowers me more. Mm -hmm. I'm more empowered to be determined than I yeah. am disciplined. But a lot of where the weakness is for people that aren't built to be entrepreneurs is they aren't self-directed. They, they're waiting. They, they aren't able to hold themselves accountable to just showing up 
And, and I coach a lot of entrepreneurs in small group programs and in one-on-one. And I say, look, your schedule's your boss. So let's get yeah. your schedule set up. Right. And so a couple of weeks ago, I was tattling on myself, which I often do with my clients. And I said, look, I'm just because I'm a coach. I mean, I need this stuff. I, I, right. I practice what I preach. I need support. I need coaches. And I said, like last Monday, I didn't feel like working. Right. I, I've been very creative lately, pouring out a lot of stuff. And I just get to a point and I get in the zone and that's my zone of brilliance, creating the programs mm-hmm. and laying things out. And it's always based on what are our clients asking us for? And I didn't feel like working on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I just said, but guess what? I just got up and looked at the first thing I had to do. And I showed up for that. I didn't feel yeah. like it. Right. And then discipline. the next thing on my calendar, I just showed up for that. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to get overwhelmed about it. It's just show up, right. just show up. So I think entrepreneurs are born and mm-hmm. I think people can learn. I think when someone who is a W2 grinding little employee, which is the worst position financially to be in, by the way, there's a great book, Robert Kiyosaki wrote, not yes. rich dad, poor dad. It was the next book. He the wrote. one after, yeah. Wash, Cash flow quadrant, mm-hmm. he created a game on it. Mm-hmm. And the four quadrants, W2 employee is the worst place you can be. Solopreneur slave is the next worst because you're trading time for dollars. But when you get over on the other side of the quadrant, business owner doesn't mean you're doing all the work. That's different from being a solopreneur slave, my term, I should trademark it. But being a business owner means other people are working for you. Like Nairi, you've been very good at this over the years as we've checked in over the years and stuff, building this team that's doing it for you. And she, she still has admitted to, that she struck, like I've got to let go of having to be involved so much because that's where the freedom is, is it's making sure there's another great book by Tim Ferriss called From Good to Great. Yeah. And it's about the difference between a good company versus a great company. And it's not about some rock star like a Bill Gates or a Steve Jobs kind of thing. They're humble leaders that are in the back empowering their teams. And the real, the real credit is when, when they're actually forgotten, that it was never about them and their personality. Right. So I'll just wrap up this point with this. I had a friend that just was always in awe and, and kind of, I could tell she wanted her own business, but she didn't trust herself. She was always used to being an employee. Didn't think she had the discipline or, you know, was intimidated and scared by the whole idea of it. People think it's a lot harder than it is. And she threw a sequence of events over the years. And I just kept saying, you know, God, if you would only get just how much easier it would actually be for you to work. And she's a healer, a Reiki master and does mm-hmm. healing work. And I said, you would have to work a lot less if you had your own business. And she finally reached her limit in a couple of jobs and was kind of almost forced to go out on her own. And in a short period of time, within a month, she said, oh my God, Rayana, I had no idea how much freedom mm-hmm. I would feel. Yeah. And you know, and she made a smooth transition because she brought clients with her and she, 
you know, just started setting it up. Now, is she going to be a rock star and build a million dollar enterprise? No, she's in pre-retire. She's kind of pre-retirement years. She just wants to do enough to get by. But she was just surprised at how easy it was. So a lot of people will say being an entrepreneur is hard. Mm-hmm. I have found it harder to work in corporate America for other people. And I work more hours. I grind. I'm undervalued, underappreciated. Uh, I don't have as much credibility. I got laid off from a corporate job in about a year ago. Oh, I was and, just going to ask you about that. Yeah, actually, About a year yeah. ago. And I knew it was coming, but I was prepared before the pandemic because mm-hmm. I was already like, uh, I'm getting antsy, I'm <laughs> stuck and trapped. I don't, I, you know, I'm solving all these problems, but I'm not getting to really go anywhere with it. And so when the pandemic hit, I just brought a bunch of clients with me that weren't, you know, that wanted to keep working with me. So it was a really smooth transition, but it's been so much fun That's to be great. And the reason I say boss, like that, that's a trigger word for a lot of women. I'm not boss, you know, and I was using, using this term bought badass boss babes. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really getting a, a big response on it. So I started like asking women in my Facebook group, like, tell me what this conjures up for you, this term. And there were different triggers, like badass has been used a lot, boss, mm-hmm. and babe, people were triggered by babe. They were triggered by boss. I'm like, okay, I'm not using that term anymore, you Mm -hmm. know? But for me, it's a very empowering term because I am very fair and democratic, but at some point, someone has to make the decision. This is why I don't enjoy working at jobs in corporate America, because it's like all these meetings and all these people and all these opinions, at some point, let's like make a decision and take some action. Yeah, that's awesome. So I mean, so what I heard you say is entrepreneurs are born, but there are skills that you can attain to be an entrepreneur as well. So that's wonderful. And it gives a lot of hope to a lot of people. And, and it's nice to hear that, you know, it really isn't overwhelming. And with coaching and mentoring, it's definitely an opportunity for many, many people, um, as long as you're wanting to, to kind of invest or, or to learn about it, I should say, but tell us a little about your organization. Um, it, you know, catalyst, uh, coaching, tell us about it. Why did you want to focus on women? Why was that important for you? Well, actually catalyst coaching solutions is the umbrella. Okay. We don't really talk a lot about that. It's like the LLC holding company in the background that everything operates under. I actually have two vertical markets that I serve and two brands and that, so there's actually three brands, Catalyst Coaching, which it's like just a placeholder. And then I have this niche real estate investors and our brand is the unstoppable real estate investor because in that industry, there's a 95% failure rate. And so we're all about having an impact on that statistic. And with new investors, because that's a very difficult business and there's a huge learning curve. So our programs are designed to get newer investors and help them focus on developing habits and routines around revenue generating activities. And then on the women's side, what I've observed over the last couple of years, especially, but in my own life, 
and the webinar and the link that you're going to share with people is I created permission to thrive because I was watching a lot of other women coaches on who started up Facebook groups. And there's some that mm-hmm. are huge, that mm-hmm. like there's some amazing women out there that have like started up some great groups and they're in the hundreds of thousands of members. And yet no one's ever allowed to talk about their businesses in any of these groups. There's this wow. no, no promote rule. And what, what the strategy has been, and I'm doing something differently, is you start up a Facebook group to attract your soulmate clients, ideal clients, soulmate clients, and then you sell your service, your product or service, but no one else gets to talk about their business. And I went, you know, that's bullshit. I don't like that. I thought, you know, I, as a, I want to, I don't want to just sell my programs. I want to get to know the women in my group. I want to create community. So I do free trainings. I'm always experimenting, doing contests. I do a thing called getting to know you interviews Mm -hmm. where it's just free publicity. I interview women in the group to showcase them. So I'm very generous with my time because women are overwhelmed and stressed out. We've mm-hmm. taken on too much. Oh, yeah. Society has programmed us. Men are emasculated. Women are emasculated. We're expected to do everything. Yeah. We'll do the same job. And burnt out. <laughs> yeah, and, and burnt out. Yeah. Work that a man, but then we come home, we're responsible for the house, the kids, the food, the this and that. It's like, whoa, this is not a good deal. Right. And women are burnt out and we're, we're, we're being programmed to operate constantly in stress constantly in mm-hmm. overwhelm. It's not good for us. That cortisol, the inflammation it causes, the disease. Oh, yeah. But we get used to living like that. And being busy is an ego thing. Like, oh well, I'm too busy. Oh, really? You're you're so important. But what women don't get is that comes with a price. You're yeah. missing out on living and loving life to yeah. keep up with the Joneses, to be Wonder Woman. So yeah. Rihanna, um I know, you know, you do so much, you have so much content, you have so many programs to help women entrepreneurs with their businesses, um, with the psychology of it, with, you know, time management or whatever it is. Why don't you tell us your um, exactly if, if I was a woman entrepreneur new to entrepreneurship, starting my business, how can I seek your services or just break it into, you know, three bullet points? What are the services that you're two companies offer people like me, a new businesswoman, let's say. Well, first, I think what you're also asking, and just correct me if I'm wrong, is what's my coaching philosophy and platform I come Mm -hmm. from? And in either niche, this applies. My tagline is take action, no excuses, Mm -hmm. just results. And I'm just no nonsense. People are either very drawn to that or they're intimidated, Mm -hmm. okay? And I'm okay with that because I'm authentic and I'm real and I'm transparent and everything I do, I come from my own experience because I have credibility and I can have compassion and empathy for the people I work with. It's like, I know I was working with a guy that's really defeated and stuck because he really got screwed over big time in a real estate investment deal. I mean, these people that they were private money lenders to stole hundreds of thousands of dollars and never paid them back. They have to go to court. 
And this guy's been dragging that around for a couple of years and it's rendered him inert. And we got on the phone the other day and just one brief conversation on mindset and giving him some work to do on it. And then we're going to do an NLP session where we remove limiting beliefs, not a Band-Aid on a broken leg. I said, look, what I mean by removing the limiting belief or the fear, whatever it is that's related to that experience that you're carrying around that's stopping you from moving forward, we're going to rip it up by the roots and then we're going to throw it in the road in front of a Mack truck (laughs) and it is going to be annihilated. So mindset is a big piece. That's why I'm, you know, certified Mm -hmm. in NLP, hypnotherapy, timeline therapy, and I'm always about the psychology of things. I love personality assessments and all that stuff. So mindset's huge in both my vertical markets. Mindset is everything. everything Number one. Yeah. What's number two? Number two is habits and and routines. Mm, Taking action consistently enough. Practice it to master it. This is probably the hardest part for most Mm -hmm. people. Once we get them over their fear is doing it, whether you feel like it or not. Or like one of our clients recently said, yeah, I just did it scared, Rayana. I got to do it scared. And it's like, once you start, it's about like anything, getting started is the hard part. But a habit or routine is a consistent behavior that happens automatically. It requires no effort or thought. And there's a couple of great books about habits. The first one is by Charles Duhigg, D-U-H-I-G-G, The Power of Habit. He's kind of the grandfather of habit. And it's an area that's been studied And there's the anatomy of a habit, the trigger or the cue, the behavior, and then the reward. And so I do a lot of work on habits with people because with real estate investors and women entrepreneurs, we, if in order to be successful, you have to focus on revenue generating activities Uh and build habits around networking, building up the, what, who are the people you need in order to be successful in your business. And then marketing is so many people just have so such screwed up mindsets around what marketing is. All marketing is, is being more visible. That's mm, it. That's very now, true. What gets complicated is all the ways you can do that and where you can do it and all that. And then the third thing is um, selling. A lot of women especially are kind of shy. And I think this whole thing of selling is transforming because there's a lot of other people like me out there transforming and coaching people on selling skills in a way that isn't hard sell. It's really Mm -hmm. a turnoff nowadays because sales skills have become so sophisticated that some amateur guy who's screwing on the pressure with you, it's just like, dude, you need to learn your skills because um, I never really have to sell. If you're marketing, if you're really targeting your soulmate client with your content, with your marketing, and you're just paying attention, well, I like that. Your soulmate client. I do too. I like client. that. Great. If you're really targeting your marketing <clears throat> message and you're attracting leads that way, and they're really resonating with that, and you really dial that in. When you get on the phone with your soulmate client, and I, I interview people, we don't take clients just for money. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that. I'm too great. experienced as a coach. Mm-hmm. I've had to work at companies where I coached anybody they put in front of me. And I made a promise to my COO and to me that we weren't going to do that in this business. We weren't going to just That's wonderful. get the money. 
And what that is, is it always starts with motivation. And I dig on motivation. Mm -hmm. I really, and it's like, I got to know that there's something you want so badly that you are going to do whatever it takes. And I'm going to remind you of it. Right. You know? yeah. So those are key. It's mindset habits and then support and accountability. It's someone there that's watching. It brings out the best of us. It brings up, we rise to the occasion when someone's watching. I'm the yeah. same way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If I may ask, um, you know, we're coming up at, at our uh, time. 20 minute mark. And uh, I want to ask if you were to give one advice for women who are thinking of becoming an entrepreneur, what would that be? You know, I love this and I want to let you guys steal my term for this. Okay. <laughs> use this. We'll borrow it. <laughs> no, you, you can have it. We'll okay. share it. As I say, what's your rooftop message? Ooh. Oh, I like that. Or That's... your mountaintop message that if you were to shout it from the rooftop for the whole world to hear it and heed it, what would that message be? Mm -hmm. And I would say... The first thing for women entrepreneurs, and it's going to be more than one thing, is radical self-care. I want to mm. give you permission to I like that. Permission to thrive. And in the webinar that they're going to include a link to, yes. it's about an hour long, this webinar, there's five strategies I share. First, let's reduce the overwhelm and stress and show you you don't have to live there. Uh, then mm. let's commit to radical self-care as your top priority. And you may not like really rate. Yeah, that sounds like a luxury. But when you watch this webinar, I really argue the point on that, that radical self-care, there it is, permission to thrive. And they'll include a link somewhere that you yes. guys can, gals can click on. We will but, share this with everyone. Yeah. Radical self-care is the notion that you have the responsibility to take care of yourself first before you take care of others. It's like when you go on a flight and you're preparing for takeoff and the flight attendants say, they give you their safety presentation and say, and when the oxygen masks drop, yes. you put your oxygen mask on first and then you accompany, you, you help small children who accompany you. And the reason for that is if you're panicked about your own survival, you can't help anybody else. That's so That's true. Right. It's the same thing here. Women need to know that you've got to put you first and then the next strategy, so reduce overwhelm, radical self-care is boundaries, saying no. And that is really easy to say, but very difficult to do, especially when you're in relationship dynamics where someone has a little more power than you, or you're intimidated and you don't, you're a people pleaser and a martyr and a codependent. And you don't want to disappoint people. But what I mean by that is if you're really overwhelmed and stressed out, what makes it to your to-do list is what, what are your values and priorities? What's important to you? Stop letting other people distract and detour and demand because ladies, your time is precious. So don't true. throw a pearl among swine. Don't let people steal it. Don't squander right. it. And then the last two strategies are the power of small action plan. Mm -hmm. One little small action at a time. You focus on that, practice it to master it until it becomes automatic. And then the last is hire experts to help you. And that's where I would, that's the message I would leave with people is 
if you're going to start a business, it's not a business when you put out a shingle because you have a product or service. There's operations, there's sales, there's marketing. I love that. You have to have a budget. You have to invest. You have to plan for that. So, Rihanna, this is all great. And, you know, as we spoke off the podcast, you have so much content. You've done so much in the past 22 years. You have so many classes and, you know, subjects that you can teach on. So um, we'd love to invite you again and actually create maybe even a series. So let's assume that we're launching the next three series with Rihanna Starr um, <clears throat> and helping women entrepreneurs or, you know, entrepreneurial minded women to leave the corporate world and start their own businesses. So what would just very short, <clears throat> what I know, would those- I can, I can elaborate. <laughs> I know, just short to the point, what would those three uh, episodes be? Just, just, yeah, off the mindset, top of your head. Mindset, mindset habits, and accountability. I Beautiful. Like that. So I we like look that. forward to that, ladies, right? I would love That's to do that. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm very excited. I agree. These are wonderful points. So we said and, mindset, habit, and accountability. Yeah, and, and in there, I, I, those are chunked way up, but in there, there's a lot of material for each one of those areas that would get more up close and personal for people to relate. Like I coach a lot of people on fear, failure, and frustration. And just talking about that to give people a little more freedom about those things that everyone's terrified about. It's like, you are going to fail. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think this is going to be a very nice and extremely informative um, set of series of of podcasts. So absolutely. I really encourage everyone to hear it. I mean, as a fellow entrepreneur, I agree. I think you gave, gave some wonderful nuggets of information and, and um, something that we can learn from and, and hold on to and build on and empower, yeah. empower yeah. all the other fellow female entrepreneurs out there. Absolutely. So well, Rihanna, thanks. can you share with us, uh, with our audience, how can someone reach out to you? Sure. I, I can give you, well, they're going to share that link. And I'd really yeah. like to encourage women to watch that webinar and read that landing page because it'll give you a lot of information. But I can also give you a link to my calendar. People could schedule a connection call. And I, I'm not shy. No one's ever abused this. I can outright just give you my phone number. And yes, please go ahead. It's 858-888-6767. We do, we do um, small group programs that are very intimate, anywhere from eight to 12 people, because we want to give people a lot of attention and customize and personalize the programs. The Permission to Thrive program for women entrepreneurs is a six-month program, and they're in little thrive circles of eight to 12 women. And we also do one-on-one coaching. So That's we do awesome. coaching, great. one-on-one coaching. Yeah. Sarah, any words? No, I, I just recommend uh, this was wonderful. I just recommend everyone listening in on the next set of series. I think it's going to be really informative and I agree with it. So Rayana, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled. Well, thanks. I, I love it. Thank you, Rayana. I mean, thank empowered you. women, empowering other women. I love sure. this. So we my really Facebook group is yes, um, empowering women entrepreneurs to succeed in business. So if you go on Facebook and you want to be part of my community, we do a lot of cool things. I do free trainings every 
week on just marketing and social media. Um, I'm always, I'm very prolific with the content. I'm posting constantly in my group and about a hundred other groups every single day. And, you know, I yeah. just want to so, so that's again, what's the name of the group? Empowering Women? Empowering Women Entrepreneurs okay. to Succeed in Business. Empowering Women Entrepreneurs to Succeed in Business. So on Facebook, uh, on Facebook. And we really look forward to what we can create together. The next few series coming up with Rayana Starr, the star of entrepreneurship, right? <laughs> and uh, thank you everyone for tuning in, for listening. Please visit our YouTube channel to watch this episode on YouTube or all Apple podcast channels. And um, yes, this is the Avanti Woman where we empower, connect and build. Till next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. For more engagement, you can find us at The Avanti Woman on all social and media platforms. Follow us on Instagram. Join our community group on Facebook to chat. Subscribe to our YouTube for our latest videos. You can rate us five stars on Spotify and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for helping us reach even more Avanti women just like you.